Hey there, I'm Tony Ann, and I have an overwhelming passion to help moms navigate motherhood without the overwhelm. I went from struggling with motherhood and losing my identity to being productive and living out my version of being a happy mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, I interview real moms and experts to help you navigate raising children, self-care, time management, and so much more. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me inside the Real Happy Mom podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I am super excited to have you back again for another episode. Today, I have a very fun guest, and I know you're going to love it. Now, even if you are the young mom who has got it going on and not experiencing any of the signs of premenopause, perimenopause, or menopause at all, this episode is going to help you out because one thing that I've learned from my guest today is that... A lot of the things that we're doing now will eventually catch up with us later. So we want to make sure that we have some good habits and good things that we're doing so that our bodies can go through this transition into menopause a lot easier. Now, in this episode today, we are going to be talking about what is menopause and some of the signs and symptoms of perimenopause. In addition, we kind of go into a little chat about gut health and how that relates to us going through menopause a lot easier, or if we're having a hard time with it, in some ways that we can do better with our gut health. And then lastly, we talk about the hacks that are going to help us to transition into menopause a lot easier. And I will tell you this, you'll be surprised that it's not, it's probably not what you're thinking. So definitely stay tuned into this episode so that you can learn more about how you can transition a lot easier with my guest, Tanya. Now, before we jump into this episode really quick, don't forget that I still have some sessions that are open for coaching if you need some help or accountability and need me to walk with you when it comes to anything when it comes to mom. Like if you are struggling with time management, um, even just routines and things around the house, I am here to help you because one thing I've learned is mom life is not something that is meant to be done alone. So reach out to me at hello at Real Happy Mom and let me know that you are ready to get started with some coaching so that we can do this together. Now, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode with Tanya. All right. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am super pumped to talk to you today. But before we jump into our topic, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, for sure. So I am a nutritionist, a holistic nutritionist, and I help women over 40 achieve hormone bliss. So uh, oftentimes when we hit uh, 35 and beyond, we can sometimes run into some uh, strange symptoms that could come up. So I help women to rebalance those hormones so they're not experiencing these uh, awful symptoms anymore and uh, help them shed weight naturally and just through really, really good food, good eating, and a lot of other things that we'll go into today. 
Awesome. Yes. And I wanted you to come on because I don't know if I shared you, shared this story with you, but it was, it was a few months ago for sure. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was experiencing hot flashes and I knew it was hot flashes because like I was literally sitting down and like inside of me, it was just like an oven. And I'm like sweating and everyone's yeah. looking at me like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody save me. And of course I call my mom and tell her and she's like laughing at me like, girl, you're too young for that. I'm like, mom, it can start early. What do you mean? And I guess she's she's one of the lucky ones. She's not experiencing things um, as of yet. So kudos to you, mom. I hope that keeps going. Um, you don't have to ever deal with that. But yeah, it kind of freaked me out just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I experienced the whole perimenopausal uh, symptoms about two years ago and I, I didn't experience it for long because I'm like, okay, my hormones are shifting, which it's normal for our hormones to shift, right? Uh, we are preparing our bodies now, once we get into like 35 and above, I would say, um, for stopping our cycle. So we will be, that's what we're preparing for. So our, our body makes um, different shifts through this time. Um, but the thing is, is that we don't have to go through all these symptoms. We don't have to go through the hot flashes and mood swings and and crazy cycles and heavy bleeds and PMS. So by shifting some things in our diet, and uh, we can actually stop all of this, which is a good thing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because when I was experiencing those symptoms, I was like, no, I'm not ready. Like, <laughs> I still, I'm yeah. still like in my prime, like I'm not supposed to be going through this right now. But right. I, I definitely see what you're saying about how our bodies are shifting. And I know that we're constantly you know, things are going on as far as our cycles and, mm-hmm. you know, different stages of life. And I know that menopause is one of those things that we dread and mm-hmm. um, does not have a very good, um, it's not, it doesn't sound very good, like when people talk about it, but you have made it like, it, it doesn't have to be all bad. Nope. Um, and so, I just wanted you to talk to us about really what it is so that people really understand that. And then, you know, I know you've already talked about some of the symptoms, but (laughs) why women dread it so much in particular when it comes to menopause? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so menopause um, can happen 50 to 60, sometimes even as early as 45. So depending on the woman, when she started her period, her lifestyle throughout her life, So there are many factors that go into uh, when someone will actually stop their cycle. So they're no longer bleeding anymore. They're no longer able to procreate and have children. Um, So there's many different things that come into play. Um, But the time leading up to uh, menopause is called perimenopause. That can happen as early as 30, I've seen. And um, now this isn't always normal if it happens that young. But what happens over time is if we haven't been really taking care of ourselves when we're younger, uh, maybe we have some, uh, you know, predispositions in terms of our genetics uh, playing as well. If we're not supporting our detox pathways, like our liver, we have maybe some poor gut health, maybe we're eating too many processed foods. Maybe we are just overburdened in terms of stress, we're not doing any sort of relaxation methods. Um, Then this can over time, build up if we are not doing anything about this. And when we hit maybe 30, 35, 40, depending on the person, how many toxins have, have come into our bodies over that time, um, then this th- that's when we start to see these symptoms. Okay. Yes. 
Yeah. yeah. And then the biggest one I, I know of is the hot flashes, but you mentioned some of the other ones. So um, if there are some women who are going through perimenopause, but they don't know it, what are some of the other symptoms that they can look for so that they can like say like, okay, hey, I might be going through the perimenopause that the, the ladies are talking about. Um, so what do those look like? Yeah, for sure. So it can start off pretty early with, um, you know, signs and symptoms when we're younger, even maybe it's endometriosis, maybe it's painful periods, maybe it's mood swings just before you get your period or after. Um, maybe when you get a little bit older, maybe it's a shorter cycle. Uh, perhaps you are getting some breakthrough bleeding during your cycle. So halfway through your cycle, you might get some bleeding. Um, you know, you're not ovulating anymore uh, or you're ovulating infrequently. Um, and you just feel off. You don't feel like yourself. Uh, you're po possibly gaining some weight for no reason. You've been eating the same thing and you just can't understand why you are gaining weight. Uh, so all of these symptoms can happen at any time in, in a woman's uh, life and, and, and cycle as well. So really getting to the bottom of things early on, if you're experiencing any sort of PMS or you know, your, your cycles are just out of whack, or maybe you have some sort of endometriosis or other issues, tender breasts, all of those are clues that your hormones are not balanced. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's better to catch it early and to do something about it so that you can clear out uh, any of the toxins that have built up maybe in your liver. Um, there's a strong connection between endometriosis and poor gut health. So um, as a nutritionist, uh, gut health is the center and the core foundation of our health. So if our gut health isn't good, then chances are later on or maybe sooner, depending on the person, we can experience these symptoms throughout the rest of our body. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Definitely. And I've heard a lot about gut health and I, I didn't really want to go into that, but you brought it up. So <laughs> I was just wondering what are some ways that we can do better about gut health? Because I'll be honest, I, I for me and what my understanding is, is, you know, a lot of the processed foods, of course, um, mm -hmm. that is not the best. And then I have heard about, you know, too much sugar mm -hmm. and alcohol and, um, yeah. Even some of the, um, I don't remember what particular ingredient in breads and things like that, mm -hmm, that can mm -hmm. really throw things out of whack. So yeah. what are some things that we should not necessarily like stay clear from, but do in moderation so that we can have better gut health? Yeah, for sure. So what happens is, is if you've taken any sort of medications, um, you know, obviously medications are you know, sometimes a part of our life, you know, the antibiotics are life-saving. But the thing with these things are is that they do wipe out the good and the bad bacteria. So if we are going to need to use an antibiotic, which sometimes we do, then we need to be putting back the good bacteria that was lost by the antibiotic. So making sure that you're taking a good um, probiotic, prebiotic, and antifungal is going to be key uh, to replenishing the flora that was lost while taking the antibiotic. So making sure that you're doing it at least six months uh, of work on your, on your gut uh, with that. Um, also, another thing that's really been um, coming up a lot in my practice is uh, sensitivities to wheat or gluten. So people maybe 
um, with like with gluten intolerance, say if they've got celiac disease, it will come up as really, really bad symptoms, bloating, gas, um, a lot of different other symptoms where a test will actually show, if you go to your doctor, it will show that you actually have uh, celiac disease in which any little bit of gluten will, will um, cause damage to your gut. But there has been studies that have shown that there's actually parts of the wheat that can cause an issue for people as well and not just the gluten. So um, the wheat that we eat today is uh, hybridized. So it's, it's uh, genetically modified and it's also sprayed with uh, Roundup. So that is also really bad for our gut health. So if we can go ahead and eat more organic foods, um, that is going to help our gut health as well because the Roundup really, really does a number on our gut health and the, the beneficial bacteria that are there. So uh, getting back to gluten though, again, even if you aren't like celiac, you don't have celiac disease, the gluten can actually cause issues for 80% of the population. So I highly recommend um, that you eliminate gluten for a short period of time, say 30 days, and then you can reassess at the end of 30 days whether gluten has been an issue for you by reintroducing it again, and then um, kind of going from there and seeing, well, you know what, I'm getting some bloating again, once I've introduced it, I'm feeling like foggy brain and and whatever symptoms you're having. It's always good to journal as well what you're feeling every day so that you can really keep an eye on on all of those things. Yeah, I love all of that. And I didn't even think about um, trying to eliminate and then reintroduce things, but I think I might give that a try. Because... Yeah, it's really good. And in my uh, my re reboot program, the 21-day hormone reboot, I eliminate uh, or I I guide everybody through the elimination of uh, seven different foods that relate directly to your hormones and hormone balancing, and then reintroduce, or reintroducing it at the end of the 21 days. And um, people really see a huge difference in their, their health, their symptoms, and um, they can really find out what is, is triggering uh, their, 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 their symptoms. Awesome. Yeah. And I I will definitely make sure to include that in the show notes. But going back to uh, menopause and perimenopause, I know you have some hacks when it comes to transitioning into menopause and making that smooth and easy. So yeah. I wanted you to go through some of those hacks uh, so that we can have yeah. a better experience and not be like me and sweating and having people panicking because I think something's wrong with me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, my number one would be to fuel your body body properly. So making sure that you are eating as limited amount of processed foods as possible, uh, making sure that you're including lots of green leafy vegetables, um, making sure that you are drinking enough water, making sure that you are eating your meals. We don't want to be skipping meals and dieting, going on a crash diet, because uh, that will definitely have an impact on our hormones. So making sure that you're fueling your body properly is very important. Okay, that's number one. Uh, number two would be to move. So I think movement is super, super important. Uh, we need to be moving our bodies uh, very frequently. Now, in terms of the amount of movement, if if you're someone that hasn't really been moving very much, then I suggest you start off with something slow, 
um, maybe do some yoga, maybe add some walking in. And all you really need um, is 20 minutes a day, 20 to 30 minutes a day. Um, And if you haven't been moving, you can start with twice a week, move up to three times a week, but really getting that movement in, it helps to release stress. It helps to balance our hormones because we are, you know, getting those muscles moving, getting our lymphatic system moving so that we can uh, process any toxins that are in our body, which is really important. So movement is number two. Uh, Number three would be to relax and meditate, uh, do some sort of breath work, do some sort of self-care, take a bath with Epsom salts, and make sure that you're doing this every single day. Really, really important to be even just spending five to 10 minutes by yourself. Maybe when you wake up in the morning, set some time, you know, to do your stretches, do your little meditation, and really try to um, not think of, of... of much, but just to relax. And I like to always focus on my happy place. I love the beach. I love the water. And I always try to focus and try to put myself in that spot as I am relaxing. It helps to bring down the stressors and lower cortisol in the body. Okay. Uh, Number three would be to uh, practice some sort of self-love. Um, so self-love is really, really important. If we are saying negative things to ourselves, if we are constantly putting ourselves down, we're not good enough, we uh, will start to believe that. And that will really in turn affect our health and our hormones. So it's really, really important to be doing some sort of uh, self-love. You can write down in your in a journal uh, there's been studies done that if you can actually write things down and get them out on paper, it's actually just as good as talking to a therapist because you're translating your thoughts onto paper and that in itself will help to release any stress that is built up inside. Okay. Uh, and another one would be to step out of your comfort zone. So in doing these changes and wanting to help our hormones heal, it requires some new changes in our life and establishing some new habits. So uh, this can be very difficult for people because we are creatures of habit. We are um, basically in our comfort zone and we like to stay there. So it's, it's not that we like it's a logical thing. It's a primal thing. So we have a primal brain that is there to protect us. So our brain is, hasn't really progressed in that way over like 10,000 years. So we, we are made to want to stay in our comfort zone. Basically, it's, it's a whole thing of uh, back in the caveman days, it was, um, we were made to protect ourselves from saber-toothed tigers and you know, stay close to the cave. And the same thing goes true now because we have that same primal brain. Uh, If we want to maybe try a new diet, the fear pops in. Uh, Is it going to be good for me? I know I'm I'm good at where I am. This is safe, right? But it doesn't always serve us anymore. So it's really good to be able to jump out of your comfort zone. Just try one thing. One thing get three things that you want to try, try one for a good week, and maybe stack it in with something that you're already doing in the morning. 
So for instance, for me, I really love to add cold showers to my my daily practice because it helps to drain my lymphatic system. It helps to boost my mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of, of our cells. It gives us energy. It helps us to burn more white fat and helps to boost our brown fat so that we can burn more fat at rest. It's It's been an amazing addition to my program. So basically, I will do that. I have a shower. Uh, At the end of my shower, I'll blast the water cold for three minutes, then back to hot or warm. And then again, and I do that three times. So try to build in new habits into what you are already doing. So you can, you know, make the transition a little easier for yourself. Yes, I am loving all of these hacks that you've given us. And just to recap really quick, I got the first one is fueling your body properly. Mm-hmm. The second one is moving and getting some movement in, however it is. Um, yeah. I, I know that you said 20 to 30 minutes a day. And when we think about it, it, sometimes it can seem like a lot, but that is not that much considering how much time we spend on other things. But That's right. I, I love that. And then number three, I have relax. Number four, self-love, practicing self-love. And then number five, stepping out of our comfort zone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it seems like maybe it's a lot, but just choose maybe one thing to add in uh, per week, once every two weeks, whatever works for you. So this isn't some sort of, you know, there's a right way to do this. This is your journey. And by making these small changes one at a time, then it, it's, it becomes a lifestyle change rather than just something that you do for two weeks to try to um, do a quick fix. Because it's, it's really about a lifestyle change, really working with your hormones, healing the body, not looking at, um, you know, a quick fix, but rather changes that will serve you throughout the rest of your life so that the transition uh, to menopause is much smoother. Awesome. Awesome. And I am loving all of that. And again, this has been awesome. And I just wanted you to give us either um, some words of encouragement or a motivational quote for us real happy moms before we signed off. Yeah, for sure. So Uh, Your only limit is your mind. So a lot of times we can get to telling ourselves that we can't do it. We don't have time. We're not good enough. Why me? How me? So we need to get our mindset on track and really choosing a couple of things that we can work into our life and our day. And believe me, I know how it is to be a mom right now. We're homeschooling at home, like many people are around the world. And, you know, time is limited, right? But by taking that little bit of time, coordinate with someone maybe in your house or maybe when your kids just go to sleep and find the time to get this done for yourself because you will be a better person, you'll feel better about yourself, you'll be less stressed, and you'll you'll be able to be there more for your children. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, you are amazing. And I know the ladies are probably listening and thinking, where can we get more of this? So share with us where we can find you online if we want to connect with you or learn more about you. Yeah, for sure. So I have a podcast. It's called the Over 40 and Sexy Podcast. So you can find me um, on iTunes, Apple as well, and a lot of other different um, 
platforms. So, and also for on Instagram, it's Tanya, T-A-N-I-A underscore D-E-E underscore. And I'd be happy to hear from you. Definitely uh, let me know if you're able to implement any of these things. And if you need any more tips or anything, I share tons of information over uh, on Instagram as well. Awesome. Awesome. And I will make sure to include all of those links in the show notes. Thank you again. This has been awesome. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tony. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash podcast. You'll find all of the information that was listed here. And also, if you would do me a really huge favor, let me know if this helped you out. You can either send me a message at hello at realhappymom.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram and my handle is realhappymom there. I would love to know what has been beneficial for you and I am going to challenge you today to pick one of the five things that Tanya mentioned today and see how you can implement it into your week. Remember those five hacks she gave was feeling your body, moving, relax, self-love, and stepping out of your comfort zone. So what are you going to choose for this week? Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram if you want some accountability because I want to know and I want to help you get there. Now that does it for this episode. Make sure you tune in next week for another full episode. Take care and with lots of love.